That's just to it? give you perspective, I wear I wear thirty six okay, in the now. waist. Okay, fifty four. Fifty four. I'm like, okay, oh, dude, I have to I have to fix this. Okay. I was so far out of touch with reality that I had to change this. Okay. Otherwise, I was gonna I was not gonna make. It. Guys, welcome back to Fitness and Friends Podcast. I am really excited about this episode because today we get to chat with one of my boys, Huzik. For those of you who don't know Huzik, he was one of my very first athletes with an amazing transformation over the years. In hindsight, it seems he was always the talented athlete. However, Huzik had a long road to get to where he is now. Along the way, he made some mistakes that ultimately shaped his amazing character we all see. We go in depth in some of the key changes and habits he adapted along the way that resulted in his 100-pound weight loss over the course of seven years. If you guys enjoy this episode, make sure to like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. So with that said, enjoy. that bang drink we were just talking about yeah i have it on my nightstand every morning just but if i take it i have to get out of bed and go work i've been chilling on my bang drink for a yeah. little bit yeah you have yeah. to cycle off it otherwise you just get a lot of caffeine yeah. especially if you take it in the afternoon yeah you're screwed yeah you're not sleeping okay anyways let's talk about kind of your your history i, I, I want to get some of the people to kind of know what what you went through for the past how long you been with us 2013 uh, I've always struggled with weights ever since middle school. Yeah. Um, okay. The fitness journey for me started in November of 2013 when I met you mm-hmm. at the old gym. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that was a that was a really really intimidating thing when I when I got into the gym. I was yeah. like, holy crap, these guys are <laughs> on another level, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So when I uh, first stepped on the scale, yeah, I was uh, 317 pounds. And I didn't really believe it. I actually went to, back to Walmart and bought another scale. Yeah. And I'm like, this can't be right. Yeah. So I went back home, stepped on the scale, it read the same. Oh, you're like, oh, oh my God. Crap, this is not okay. To make matters worse, uh-huh. I went to buy a pair of pants for my brother's wedding. But this is all about the wedding. I saw a picture yeah. of myself. I couldn't believe it was me. Yeah. And nobody had my pair of pants. I had to go to Burlington Factory, the outlet yeah. place. Yeah. And the biggest size they had was size 54. Oh my god! Okay. It's huge, yeah. That's Just to it? give you perspective, I wear I wear thirty six okay, in the now. waist. Okay, fifty four. Fifty four. I'm like, okay, oh dude, I have to I have to fix this. Okay. I was so far out of touch with reality that I had to change this. Okay. Otherwise, I was gonna I was not gonna make it. This was, I was going. This was pre CrossFit. Pre CrossFit. Yeah. Okay. I was having um, sleep apnea. Basically, being on the verge of type two diabetes, yeah, uh, having trouble walking, having trouble tying my shoe, like a simple yeah. task that yeah. in the daily life you didn't even think about. I was having those problems. Yeah, so I had to accept the fact that this was the thing. Uh-huh. I had to go change it. So shout out to my friend Rachel. Yeah, for bringing me to CrossFit. Yeah. Rachel, yeah. the first day, and then 
the journey started there. Uh-huh. But it started with uh, self-acceptance. Yeah. You have to tell yourself the truth. Look, dude, you did this to yourself. I never felt sorry for myself through this whole journey. Yeah. Uh, because it was me who did this to me. Yeah. It wasn't like somebody's like, here's a donut, shove it down your mouth. Yeah. And go from there. But okay. So self-acceptance was important. I had to accept the fact that I was at that weight. Right. I was going to probably die or type 2 diabetes or heart disease if this kept going. Uh-huh. So when I came to CrossFit that first day, I was doing those pull-ups with you. Yeah, I'm like, man, that. this is so hard. Yeah. So I went home. I basically quit that day. Yeah, I know. You told me. Yeah, you know, I was like, like I'm not doing this. Back. I'm done. So I laid in bed and thinking to myself, like, if you don't do this right now, your life is over. Like, you're, gonna, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Because literally, I would wake up middle of the night and gasp for air because you I couldn't breathe. breathe. Yeah. So the next day, I came back. And the great thing about CrossFit community, it's uh, the support system is so huge. Compared to like a global gym where you go in, you do your workout, right. and you leave. Here, you have a lot of people who support you, ask you questions, uh, give you suggestions, uh-huh. you know, seminars, these things. They do help. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand nutrition, neither did I. Yeah. So I just saw food as, okay, that's, they taste pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. But when you break it all down, it, it's a lot more to it. Absolutely. So the seminars helped me a lot. They looked at food differently, and I looked at food differently. Okay. So it helped me break everything down, and that's when the weight started coming off. Okay, yeah. I, so. Yeah, I lost, I was able to get down all the way, excuse me, to 211 pounds. So yeah. I lost 106 pounds at CrossFit. Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I always had like a low self-esteem image, at yeah. body image at the time. Yeah. Because you see yourself in a mirror. Yeah. But even after losing 100 pounds, you still kind of, it takes time to accept that. Yeah. It takes time because you see yourself in the mirror every day, even after a 100 pound loss. Right. You still, to yourself, you look, still look the same. Right. But 100 pounds is a lot of weight, That's dude. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. yeah. Like carrying two 50 pound kettlebells for 800 meters, which I did one time. I'm like, holy crap. I can't believe I actually, both did I was this, breath. yeah, it was a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. I was this heavy at the time. So it came basically down to just accepting the fact that I had to change my life. Otherwise, yeah, it wasn't going to be anything of it. I love and it. And this is this. I apply this to um, a lot of aspects of my life, including my business. Yeah. Because if you get if you want something, you got to go get it. Right. As simple as that. You know, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. If you're not taking the initial step by yourself, then it's right. not going to happen. I love that. Yeah. So, so it seemed it like it seems a butterfly at the moment. Like it seemed like it was that easy for you to lose the weight, um, but oh, it wasn't. It was not. Right? So I want to ask, uh, what like key habits that you did did Husic create that essentially created this new human being that I'm that I'm in front of in the moment? I used to stay up all pretty much all nights. You know how we race cars. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. come home three, four in the morning, mm-hmm. get up at six, go to work, and yeah. do that pretty much six, seven days a week, yeah, nonstop. Yeah. And this, the stress levels on your body are just un- unbelievable, especially what we know now about sleep. Yeah. So I, the first thing I changed my sleeping habits. Wow. Okay. I would go to sleep at ten, eleven, get up at six or seven a.m. and go to work. Okay. So that was number one. 
Number two was understanding nutrition behind it. When you guys put those seminars up, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, that's how the food breaks down: carbs, fats, proteins. Right. This is how much you should eat. This yeah. is acceptable. Don't cheat in the weekends. Right. Well, when I was dropping all that weight, that was great. Yeah. Then I got comfortable. Yeah. You know, we're all human. We get to we're allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. But as long as we learn something from it, that's fine. So what happened was on the weekend, I would stall my progress. Right. So I would drop all this weight and go ahead have cheat meals, drink on the weekends. Uh-huh. And the, the weight slowly kind of crept up. I back, went back to like 260. Okay, yeah. I'm like, damn. It's like, oops. So, okay, going back to basics. Yeah. Nutrition, sleep, uh-huh. hydration. Okay. And went back down. Nice. Then you just keep it there. Okay. It's okay to have... A cupcake, but I'm not saying have it every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, every meal, but yeah. you have to enjoy yourself. You can't. You go crazy if you're if you're dieting 24 seven. It is. It's hard. Oh yeah. But I I, uh, I give myself maybe a meal a week. Okay. While I'll put something I like and I'll eat it and that's it. I like that. So that that was very nutritious seminar. What kind of really helped me out a lot. So nutrition and sleep. Nutrition and sleep are key and consistency, man, because. For the longest time, there are certain movements I would try to do. For example, let's let's just put double unders, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say I tried for like three years to get them. Yep. And I would whip myself every day, dude. I would put double sweaters on. It didn't yeah. matter because those ropes were just like they're not forgiving. Right. So after three years, one day it clicked. Yeah. But it didn't just happen. I just grabbed a rope and started jumping and got them. Right. It took me a long time. So okay. consistency way. So everybody who's coming in here and they're frustrated about certain movements they can't do, a certain way they can't lift, yeah. it it all comes. Yeah. You just have to take your time and accept the fact it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's progression, man. I love that. It's progression. So I love I like I like how you said consistency because in the past I mean, you were, you've always been consistent. Yes. But also a lot of your old habits were consistent as well. Yeah, true. And I yeah. want to bring, bring up the fact of, um, man, you have a very unique way of warming up your back squat back yeah, then. Yeah, I was, did. Uh, Stupid. It was one, it was a bar, it was another plate, it was two plates, and then it was three plates, yeah. right? And I think right. this was consistent for um, for quite a while. Yeah, it was, you, um, it was ego, man, because you see guys in the gym throwing up some weight and you want to keep up with these dudes and but it comes to a point when you start getting injured yeah okay i remember we were doing a squat cycle and you know me i would never warm up back that day yeah. I would, like you said i would just slam plates on warm up i'm good yeah and then one day i was i was lifting a barbell i was right. warming up with the barbell yeah. and i pulled my hamstring <laughs> i was out for six months i couldn't use my legs for six months yeah yeah then, then we did the jerk cycle six yeah. months after that. Then I sprained my wrist. Right. Then I screwed my shoulder up. Uh-huh. And, then be, and you were like, dude, come here. I'm out of talk to you. Yeah. You're like, listen, <laughs> are you trying to do this for a long time? I'm, yeah. I mean, I like people here. I like working out. It feels good. You're like, dude, you have to start warming up. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Yeah. So, you know, you, you just blow it off. But uh-huh. you, deep inside, you know. Yeah. That you have to do that. So I have started implementing mobility into my routine. Yeah. And I have not been injured since. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Just five minutes before, five after. It's not crazy. I don't do it at home. Yeah. I should. Yeah. But I'll hit the key areas I know I struggle with, like my shoulder mobility. Yeah, yeah. My hip flexors, my psoas, stuff like that. I'll hit those and it's good. But, man, I got injured a lot. Because yeah. I just didn't care. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm yeah. strong enough to, to go push through the pain. That's yeah. stupid. Right. You can't sustain that. Right. And then and then the magic happens. So those are yeah. the, the four. <clears throat> the four, man. That's you have to eat. So you have sleep, sleep nutrition. nutrition, consistency. You have to mobilize. You have to mobilize. Yeah. I don't care how flexible you are, you know, you have to mobilize. You have to, you have to loosen those muscles up. At the end of the day, if you pull a hamstring, dude, you're off for six months. Right. And you can't even do an air squat. Like, it's feel like it's going to tear out of your body. Right. Even to this day, if I don't warm up enough, I'm scared. I feel it. Yeah. I know. It, it's still there. Yeah. Whatever is going on there, it's still there. Right. So those scars stay. I love it. It's really, really cool, Husek. All right. So uh, what's next for Husek? What are you doing now? After you've been here for quite a while. Quite a while, five years. Yeah. It's going to keep grinding, man. My goal is to drop to 205 pounds. Okay. And about 10 to 12% body fat. Okay. I, the closest I've got was like 17, 18%. Yeah, yeah. Those last 5% are really challenging. Yeah, it's hard. Very challenging. So we're going to just keep grinding, showing up. You feel like you probably have to create new habits for those Yeah, you have to. You have to keep, um, keep consistent, man. And... Calorie deficit is important. Yeah. You have, I don't care how much you train. Yeah. If you're not in the calorie deficit, you're not in the cut weight. That's right. a, that's a fat. Right. You know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it has to be. So I accept that this is the amount of calories I get a day. This is the breakdown of my macros. And like this is what I have to do. If I don't do it, it's not going to, I'm just going to keep the same weight. Maintaining weight is not hard. You know, right. that's, that's not the hard part. But cutting it, especially after you cut down for 317 to 211 and you bounce back up, your body, for some reason, does not cut the weight the same way as it did the first time. It almost like holds on to that weight a lot. You have to work a lot harder to get to that point. That's awesome. So do that and uh, maybe get up on that ring bus level. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where Where do you get your mental strength from? I think you've always had it. What's that story? My uh, my background, we come from a very interesting place. When I was a kid, back in uh, 1990, the yeah. war started in Bosnia, and I was four years old, uh, two years old. Sorry. Yeah. My dad was taken away into a concentration camp. Uh-huh. My mother and I, and my brother, we were basically ethnic cleansed or moved out of our town. And moved up north. So the things I saw as a kid um, made me question a lot of things in life or of how people survive. And I never really complained about anything. As long as we had food on the table, I was a happy kid. You know, materialistic stuff, yes, it's great to have it, cars, jewelry. But at the end of the day, if you have a family around you that loves you and you have food on your table and roof over your head, that's really all you need. How cool is that? So the the journey was um, was quite long. Um, yeah. 
had didn't see my dad for like five years because he was in the in the concentration camp. Yeah. We didn't even think he made it. Right. So when you're a kid and people talk about their dads, you're like, oh, I have a dad too, but I don't know where he is. You know, and going through the struggles of war and not having food certain nights and yeah. these things, and they make you strong. They make you stronger. Yeah. They make you realize that the materialistic things of life matter. Yeah. To most people. Uh-huh. But to me, they didn't. Okay. You know, I always thought when I was gonna make all this money, and I have a very successful business nowadays, yeah. that it would make me happy. But money doesn't make you happy. I don't care right. what anybody says. Right. You can buy all the cool new trucks, jewelry, takes the biggest vacations. But at the end of the day, if you are broken inside and sad, and you can't accept the fact, <laughs> that, Excuse me, bless you. I'm sorry. That money is not going to make you happy. Right. I agree. Yeah. That's 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 what it comes down to. So your dad here now? You said. Yeah, my dad's here. He's he's well. He's well in the sixties now, and they're doing great. But for those. Um, for those 90, 1990 to 1996, those were interesting years of my life because we moved a lot. Sounds like you're, you got a little bit of your strength from your dad. Yep, I think so. Because he always told me, he's like, it doesn't matter if you complain. Nothing's going to happen for that. You have to go and get it. You have to go and earn it. Nobody's going to give it to you. And that's the truth. If you look at it from business standpoint, from life, life and fitness... Nobody's going to give it to you. You have to just go on it. So all that adversity in the past and what your dad went through every time you had like a, like a, like a constant hiccup. In Insignificance, man. Those things nothing. don't matter. You know, somebody pisses you off. Yeah. Something doesn't go your way. Yeah. You just have to brush it off as, you know, dip in the road. Because everybody thinks that success is linear. Right. It's not. Absolutely. As a business owner, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know. Dips and valleys, man, yeah. all the way. And sometimes it's low. Yeah. Lows are the lows. Sometimes highs are the highs. Same with your health. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I want to thank you for saving my life. I think I told you this many times. Yeah. You saved my life, man, because at the end of the day, if I didn't meet you, yeah. if I didn't meet Rachel, if I didn't meet you, this would have never happened. I probably, who the hell knows where I would have been. Probably not in a good place. Right. I love it. So thank you for everything. I, t- I tell Tara, Tara and I got to meet yeah. Megan here, love of my life. So I, I think it all came full circle, man. It's it's, it's awesome. It, I I think it's I think it's, it's amazing. weird, man. It's crazy. So, so me and Tara has this inside joke. Like I was like, I was like, I always tell her, I was like, you're you're in my top three. You're you. I tell Tara, I was like, you're 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 the top three people that I love. And then and then, uh, <laughs> then Tara's like, she's like number one. He was like, I don't know, I'm not saying anything. Right, and, and, and that's and funny. He always thinks that, um, but yeah, dude, I don't, I don't think I'd ever get to meet you. Really appreciate your work. One, one last thing I'll add. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite quotes I read recently, uh-huh. and uh, maybe you'll put this in there. Maybe you won't. But I'm going to no, talk to it anyway. Yeah. The um, this is what it says. You see, the only difference between the one who quits and the one who doesn't is that they showed up every day. They worked hard every day. They hustled every day. They improved every day. They did all these things, even though they felt like quitting every day. Yeah. And eventually they became who they are today. Who said that? I'm not sure. Oh, my God. But it's a beautiful quote. I thought that was pretty much 
full circle of what, what success means in certain things. You sure he didn't write that? I did not write that. <laughs> I cannot take credit for that, sir. Right. But I believe that's uh, that's one hundred percent true. I'm gonna put that there. I'm gonna put that quote there. On you a, should. On I think people need to listen to it, and uh, you can listen to it, but you also have to apply it to your life. Yeah. It's not easy to apply. You gotta practice. It. You gotta accept the fact that you suck at certain things, and you gotta fix it because nobody's gonna do it for you. That's it, man. Cool. Right on. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. Let's go.